Welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you in your journey of faith. Enjoy the message. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. Thank you so much. Um, our last three months have been absolutely incredible. We've enjoyed our time and uh, just just had such an amazing time and just being refreshed and rejuvenated and recharged. And, um, you know, we were talking about it. We've been in full-time ministry, Christy and I, for 30 years. And, you know, it takes a little bit of a wear and tear on you. And I, f- I felt like I was a running back who knew how to move the ball down the field. But after years of playing, uh, I started developing a little bit of a twitch from being hit so many times. And so it was a great time for us to just be able to step back. We were flying and I thought, you know, a great analogy for what we just did was when we were on the airplane, you know, they come on with the announcements and they said, you know, should the cabin pressure change uh, or experience sudden pressure loss, stay calm and listen to the instructions of the cabin crew, an oxygen mask will drop down above your seat. You heard that announcement before. And one of the things they say is, please place the mask on over your mouth and nose. And they demonstrate, pull the straps tight. And then they say, if you're traveling with someone who needs assistance, please make sure that you put your own mask on first. And I thought that's what sabbatical was for us. We spent years and years and years helping others put the mask on and helping them with their own oxygen that we needed to just take some time to put the oxygen mask on ourselves. And so we've enjoyed our time. And uh, I want to say thank you to Pastor Phil. Thank you for your pastoral leadership during this time over the last several months. I would not have been able, I'm, I'm so blessed because I, you know, I'm a pastor that was able to do that. And there's so many pastors that aren't able because I have an amazing uh, team of people. Pastor Phil, Jeff Cecil, thank you so much for your leadership. Pastor Angie, our, 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 you know, our, our leadership team, Pastor Josh, our staff, they've been absolutely amazing. And um, I just want to say thank you and how much I appreciate and love you guys. Um, let's stand together just one more time. I know sometimes churches like stand, sit, stand, sit, stand, sit. But let's just stand one more time. It keeps the blood flowing anyway. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit really about in, in our first few weeks on our sabbatical, we were in Wisconsin. And um, some things that the Lord spoke to me that I knew I would want to share in the beginning of this year. And I want to share in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8 and 9, just short couple of verses. But it says this, it says, but Noah, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I love just this verse, and I could probably stop and just preach on this for a little while. He didn't earn favor, he found favor. Aren't you grateful that we found favor in the eyes of God, not because of anything special that we've done, but because of his sovereignty and because of his mercy and his generosity, we found favor. It says, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. I want to talk to you about walking with God. Father, speak to us in these next few moments. Let us hear your voice in a very loud in a profound way. Holy Spirit, help us to tune out the distractions 
and zero in on what the Spirit wants to say to us today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Go ahead and have a seat if you would. So we've been on the sabbatical for the last three months, and um, one of the spiritual things that we did, one of the really spiritual things that we've enjoyed doing, especially in the last couple of months, is we got locked into watching past seasons of Survivor. Super spiritual stuff, I know, right? But Chrissy and I got locked in. Let me just preface and say everything I say today has been approved. I'm allowed to say my wife has okayed it. So if you say to yourself, oh, you just said that? I, I, yes, I'm allowed to say what I'm saying today. And, and so we have got locked in on watching Survivor. We've already watched like four seasons. We're on our fifth season. We've got a finale that we have to watch tonight. And I'll tell you, one of the fun parts of watching Survivor is watching Christy watch Survivor. Because she's just like, I mean, she's just locked in the whole time and she's laughing and she's in it. And we go to bed and she's talking about, it. she's like, can you believe that blind side? Can you believe what happened? And we wake up in the morning and she just looks at me. She's like, did you remember what happened last night? I mean, She's just all into it. And, and I think that we've locked into Survivor a little bit because I thought, you know, what is it about the show right now? I was like, 2020 was like we were living an episode of Survivor. I was like, I think that's why we feel kind of this tug towards it. Because if you think about it, think about all the similarities between the show and, you know, our real lives this past year. I mean, we had groups pitted against each other. You know, we had competition constantly taking place. We experienced isolation, weight loss, weight gain. We've had the search for immunity. And then in November, we had the United States version of the tribal council where somebody got voted out. All right? I mean, and, and I mean, just such chaos. I mean, just a crazy year. And, and when we kind of have been watching the shows, I think one of the things that is just crazy to us is that as we watch the seasons, you learn a lot about the contestants as you're watching. And I think what 2020 did is the conflict and crisis of 2020 helped us see a lot about ourselves. It revealed a lot about who we are. It showed the good in us, and it also showed the bad in us. I've seen people this past year that I thought have lost their mind. And I even say to myself, what? how in the world they have lost their mind? I mean, and then I've seen some people that have just absolutely stepped up during, you know, the crunch and, and just absolutely the character rises up because here's the reason why is that character is revealed when pressure is applied character is revealed who we really are and, and that was Noah Noah lived in a time of chaos matter of fact verse 11 tells us that the earth was full of violence that it was corrupt and that God looks down, and in this corruption, in this chaos, in this kind of 
culture of, of just, you know, I mean, violence and all these things that are going wrong, worse than what we're experiencing or have experienced in that type of a world climate, God looks down and he sees one guy that is standing out among everyone and his name is Noah. And it simply in this verse gives us a deep kind of snapshot into his life, not just a glimpse, but we get a deep look at who Noah was by these few words that says, Noah was a righteous man. Noah was a righteous man. Noah did the right things. I'm asking God to help us and help me in 2021 to be a man that would do the right things. And what does it mean to do the right things? Let me just clarify that this is not about my own righteousness or your own righteousness. It's about the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And the only way that I am able to do the right things is because he did the right thing. And that I am now living my life through him. And he empowers me. On my own, I'm not able, but he empowers me to do what's right. And when we talk about doing the right things, Noah lived his life in contrast to everybody else. Noah's decisions were in contrast to everyone else. And I'm, I'm, I'm really believing that this is going to be a year that in an even greater way that we step up and we live our lives set apart Listen to me. Listen, I, I believe this is a word for our church, that we live our lives set apart, that we look different, we talk different, we act different. We're different individuals. When we get around groups of people, they're very quickly able to point you out and say, that is a follower of Jesus. That is someone who walks with God. I really believe that the time of just blending in and camouflage Camouflage Christianity, wouldn't that be a great series? Camouflage Christianity, let me just blend in. I, it's my faith, it's my personal deal. I don't want anybody, no, 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 no. Noah was blameless, he was righteous, he was obedient. His life stood out from everybody else. And as a result of that, God comes and taps him on the shoulder for one of the biggest projects ever. Noah was a righteous man. He was blameless among the people of his time. And then we find out, how is it? Like, what is it? How do I get to that point where I live my life with that righteousness and doing the right things and through Christ Jesus? And, and, and how do I live my life in obedience to Christ? It's simple. It's in these few words. And he walked faithfully with God. He walked faithfully with God. Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Do you realize that most of our life is spent walking? Spiritually speaking, most of our life is just spent walking. 
It's not the big highs or the, the big lows. I've, I, I've had some great, big spiritual moments. I've had some dreams where God has messed me up. I've had some prophetic words over the years that God has spoken into my life, man, that have transformed me. I've had some moments of reading the word where it's like the words jumped out of the Bible and they just implanted in my heart. I've had moments where I've felt the spirit of God and the presence of God so intense that I could almost reach out and physically touch Jesus. I've had some very powerful moments, but the majority of my life has just been spent walking. Faithfulness. Not the big spiritual highs, just faithful walking. And that was Noah. He walked with God. We started our sabbatical, as I mentioned, in Wisconsin, and uh, in my, my, my first day there, one of the things I just started doing every morning was getting out and walking. It was the fall in Wisconsin. The weather was nice. It was crisp in the morning. I'd throw on a little jacket. I would walk down to the coffee shop, and I would walk for a couple of hours, go have coffee, and then I would just get out and walk. And I loved my time. And during that time, it was like a, you know, extensive, every day it was an extensive counseling session between God and me. And he would speak things to me and, you know, reveal things to me and show me things. And so on my journey during that time specifically and during that walk, I want to share with you just a couple of things that the Lord spoke to me on that walk about walking with him. You know, I started out walking and as I was walking uh, one day, I realized, like, I, I'm walking, and I was walking at such a fast pace. And I'm, I mean, I'm just, like, I, I had this intensity in my walking, and I wasn't walking for exercise. I know it. There's a difference, like, you, you know, when you're walking, you know, fast for exercise, and you're one of those speed walkers, and you're like, <laughs> I'm like, no, don't do that. You don't know. Everybody's laughing at you as they're walking. And, and, and so I, I wasn't walking, for, I was just walking to just decompress a little bit, but I found myself, I was walking so fast, and it was like the Lord spoke to me, and I asked myself the question, it was kind of like he spoke it, and, and said, where are you going? Nowhere. Well, why are you walking so fast? And I realized that I had got in such a mode and that my life was in such a mode that even when I didn't have anywhere to go, that I was moving fast. My poor granddaughters, when I've walked with them in the past, you know, I'm holding them and they're just like, you know, just trying to run to keep up. And I just heard the Lord say, it's time to slow down, slow down. Slow down. And here's the first thing that the Lord told me, is that the pace you set determines the distance you go. We're really good at running these sprints. I'm coming out of the gate. It's January 2021, New Year's resolution. Boom, let me sprint to January 15th. Okay, now I'm done. Okay, let me hurry. I'm going to sprint. I'm going to do A, B, and C. I've got these things on my agenda, these things that I want to check off the list. Let me hurry up. Let me sprint. I'm going to do a zero to 40. And you can sprint fast, but you don't cover much ground. 
See, the pace you set determines the distance that you go. We've become so addicted to pace. Pre-programmed. And often the pace that we're living our lives at is unsustainable. Or we're operating at a pace and going nowhere. Walking fast, going nowhere. Come on, am I talking to anybody here? Walking fast, going nowhere. Some of you have been in that mode for a long time. You just can't seem to grasp the thing in front of you. And you're walking really, really fast, but not accomplishing anything and not going anywhere. The pace you set determines the distance you go. So I'm walking, and I'm like, okay, Ed, let's, let's just start breathing. Let's slow down a little bit. You're not walking for exercise. You're walking to decompress, to just kind of, you know, you know, get your mind right, get your heart, just breathe. Just, let's just work on breathing right now and slowing down. So I started slowing down. So I start walking slower, and then once I start walking slower, I started counting. I'm a counter. I have OCD. My wife is worse than me. So we do really, really well together. I'm OCD probably level 7. She's like level 10. And um, when we traveled, I could have taken two outfits with me the whole time because she is a compulsive washer compulsive. Me, I'm telling you, if there is a sock in the floor, she picks up that sock and that one lone sock will get washed and dried. Can you tell me where my sock is? I lost my sock. It's in the dryer by itself. I mean, she is a compulsive. It works great for me here because our clothes are always clean. I mean, sometimes it's just like I put on my shorts, you know, or you're taking your shorts off and she's like grabbing your shorts. She's helping you get those shorts off just so she can throw them in the washing machine. I can't, just hold on, let me get my other leg out, you know? Just hold on just a second, you know? But I, you know, my OCD is I, is I count things. And, you know, so what I started doing is I, I, you know, as I would slow down walking, I realized that, okay, I've got my mind programmed that, but I still needed to be in a level of control. And so I started counting. I've always done this for years and years and years. And so I started counting my steps. I wanted to figure out how many steps, how many steps is it from the coffee shop now to the, you know, place that we're staying, the Airbnb that we're staying in. So I I counted the steps. And as I'm counting the steps, you know, I'm also, as I'm counting the steps, I know the average per step. It's about three feet, one yard. So I'm doing the math in my head between the distance from the coffee shop to where I'm staying, you know, about what halfway is, you know, it's 840 yards, 2,400 steps. I mean, I'm doing all this math in my head, you know, figuring out the yardage. This is the halfway point. This is the quarter point. You know, this is the one eighth point. And I'm doing that. And all of a sudden, one day, it's like the Lord just spoke. He's like, Why are you counting? What are you counting? Steps, Lord. I'm counting my steps. Why? Because I count. I count count lines in the street. Like if I'm driving down the highway, I'm like driving. I'm like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I will count how many lines there are between a mile. It's messed up. I know. It's really messed up. But the Lord spoke to me as I'm doing this, and, and, it, and it's just been my way over the years of coping with different things. I know I need a lot of counseling. 
But I heard the Lord say this. Learn to count the right things. Learn to count the right things. Are we counting the things that matter? good at counting our bank account, measuring that. We measure the size of our house. We measure our jobs, our investments. We measure our families and even compete against or compare against others. And so we're always have these measuring tools that we're using for our marriage and raising kids. And we're, all these things that we're measuring with. But are we measuring the things that matter? Are we counting the things that really matter? Do we measure time spent with God? Do we count that? Because I would say that that is more important than anything else that we should be counting. And that our walk with Him isn't about my steps, but it's about time spent with him. It's about the time that I'm spending with him. And so I would walk several miles in the morning, and then in the afternoon, Christy and I would go out, and we uh, this was when we were in Wisconsin. And then we'd go out in the late afternoon, early evening, we would walk several more miles. And, and those, those walks were so enjoyable. You know, I was uh, talking to Jeff and Marianne, our elders, um, earlier, and I, I just, just sharing with them, um, man, our, our walk, you know, Christy and I, we've been married 32 years, and we've got a great marriage. Um, but we've spent 30 years, like, with people and raising kids and now grandkids and loss and all, all those things, and, and to have the time that we had just to step back and just have time with each other. I enjoy my, my time just, just walking with Christy. I mean, above all the other stuff that we were doing, just, just spending time with her walking. And, and, and here's what the Lord spoke to me about as we walked, is that the journey is more important than the destination. The time that we were spending together was more important than where we were going. There was one time we were walking, and we'd been walking for a little while, and we came up on this dam. We were on this trail, and we came up on this dam, and we didn't realize it, but um, it was the salmon run. And there were just thousands of salmon about this big. They were jumping, like, towards, they'd come up to spawn, and they, they were jumping towards the dam, just thousands of them jumping up there. Like, we had just stumbled on this thing. It was amazing. I mean, we just had this brief little moment, you know, that this happens. He's here. We just, like, stumbled on it accidentally. We were like, look at this. It was crazy. We just sat there for a long time. And I began to think, you know, there are some things that God wants to show you and reveal to you and give to you that he wants to surprise you with if you'll focus on the journey. See, we said in our mind the destination and where we want to go. And some of you already right now, you've already outlined your year and submitted your plan to God. God, this is what I want to do this year. This is what 
I want to do this year. So I've put my checklist together. So I'm going to give it to you. These are my destinations. And so I, I need you to tag along with me and help me get there to where I want to go. But, but God, it doesn't work that way. Because God, can I just say, God isn't real concerned about your destinations here on planet Earth. He's more consumed with spending time with you the journey on the way to a destination. And we get so locked up in the destination part that we forget God, that we're walking with God. And as we walk with God, there are some things that if we will walk with him, that he will reveal to us that we didn't even know. I think there are some unexpected blessings coming for some, from some, for some of you that you don't even realize that if you will enjoy the walk with God, all of a sudden you're gonna get to March and you're gonna stumble on something that God's gonna be like, hey, I wanted to show you this. You weren't even expecting it. You weren't even ready for it. And God's like, oh, look what I have for you. And I can promise you that his destination will always be better than your destination. Always. The journey is more important. I realized that I was going to have to relearn some patterns in my life. And in the same way, God is wanting us to relearn some patterns. He's wanting to teach us patience. He's wanting to teach us faithfulness. I said patience. And um, I'll close with this. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I was talking about all the time Christy and I have spent together. For three months, we spent morning, noon, and night together. And um, I... If you, I, I can show you, I can show you in 10 seconds how I spent half of my time on sabbatical. If you want to know what I did for a month and a half of the three months, um, I'll give you a 10-second window of what I did for a month and a half. You ready? Everybody ready? You ready yet? <laughs> waiting. I spent a month and a half waiting. Patiently waiting. I, I, we've, you know, all, all the years we've been married, there are some things that I've discovered over these last, I, last few months that I kind of I knew, but I didn't know how important these things really were. For example, I didn't know how important it was that she have an afternoon coffee. That is a requirement. You ha and it's got to be from Starbucks. It's got to be made a certain way. I mean, this is serious, serious business, this coffee thing. And so I spent so much time just waiting. One, one day, um, uh, yeah, I, I started joking around saying, you know what? Waiting is my favorite. I love waiting more than anything. I would start teasing. I love waiting more than anything else that we do. I just love to wait. And one day, one day she, she went into the Greek restaurant. She wanted to go in and get some takeout. So she went in. She's like, I'm going to run in and get some Greek takeout. Blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't like Greek food. So I was like, okay. So she goes in. 30 minutes, gone. Like she's in there for a long time. A long time. She comes out. She opens the door. She sits down. Never says a word. Never says anything. She just sits down and she has her Greek food with her. And I just looked at her and I said, you know what? You know what my favorite thing is? 
waiting. Not just waiting, but waiting when you have the key fob <laughs> in your pocket. I just love sitting here in the car in the silence just for 30 minutes, just waiting. It's my favorite. It's what I love to do. I just love to wait. And we would get up in the morning and I would, we'd have coffee. And we were in Arizona and we were doing some hiking and stuff. And so we would get up and have coffee and she'd start getting ready. And she would, you know, I, she, two hours to get ready to go hiking. We're going hiking. Two hours, waiting. 11 o'clock, waiting. We get in the car. She's like, Whew, I'm tired. I need some lunch. <laughs> okay. I was a perfect husband for the last three months. I was just, yeah, let's go get lunch. Let's go. That's what we do. Uh, we wait. So we go and, you know, we go through a drive-thru or something like that. It, it, we, we had a lot of fun sometimes just sitting out in the car and, you know, eating, eating food out of a bag from a drive-thru and waiting. And um, so she would get lunch and she'd be like, oh, that was good. I need a coffee. <laughs> yeah, let's go get your coffee. So we go and then we go to Starbucks. So sometimes, it, there were times it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then we would have to stop by the store because we had to get all the, the little snacks that we needed for hiking. And so by the time we would get out to hike, it'd be like 4.45. The sun was setting at 5.15. And we still had snacks to eat, you know what I mean? I mean, that was, that was every day, you know. I won't even tell you, we went to Disney one day and it was so funny, we went to Animal Kingdom. We went, you know, we took our grandkids to Animal Kingdom. We walked into Animal Kingdom we ate, got a coffee, and left. That was it. That's right. And waited. We waited for all of that. We wait, and, and so, um, but, but I thought about this. Have you ever thought, have you ever thought about how patiently God waits on us? Man, he's patient, isn't he? When we're so busy and we're trying to get ready and we got things that we want to do and we got places to go and people to see and jobs to work and things that are happening and life is consuming us, God just, he patiently waits. He's waiting to walk with you. He's waiting to get out on the journey. He's waiting to, to start the journey and enjoy the time spent with you. And we're so busy. We're so busy getting ready for the journey that we never get on the journey. We, we're hurrying, not going anywhere fast. And God just sits and waits. He's so patient. Man, I'm so glad God has been patient with me. I don't know about you, but aren't you glad that God's been patient with you? And some of you are here today and you're just wondering, is God still patient with me? I've been running from him for a long time and I've been away from him. God, God's waiting on you, patiently waiting on you. He's been pursuing you. He's been pulling you back in. And the greatest resolution that you can make in this new year is to make a resolution to walk with God. If you'll make a resolution to walk with 
God, I promise you that the other things that you want to see happen, the dreams that he has placed in your heart, you'll see the fulfillment of those if you will focus more on the walk than the prize. Focus on the walk, the time spent with him, setting the right pace. You know, setting the right pace is so important in our spiritual life. It's just faithfulness. Pastor Ed, I don't feel God. How come I don't feel God? Because we're walking. Most of my life, can I just tell you, I'm I'm Pastor most of my life, most of the time, it's not like I just feel God. It's not like I'm walking around like, whoa, man, did you feel that? No, 90% of my life, I walk. I'm just walking with God. Man, I'm grateful for the 10, you know, percent of the time where I experience God in worship and experience God in my prayer time and my devotional time. But the majority of my life, I'm just walking with God. And God looks down and I want to get to the end of my life. And God looked down and said, Ed, that guy right there, man, he walked with me. He walked with me. And I know that you want that set of your life. I want to pray with you. Would you just stand with me? Those that are joining online right now, I want to pray with you also. If you're in your living room, maybe gathered with family or loved one, husband, wife, would you just stand also? I don't want to make it awkward in your home, but just stand in agreement with us. Maybe you're in the kitchen making lunch. So just, just stop for just a moment, bow your head, close your eyes. Let's all of us together just for a moment, just reflect. And just in your own way, say, God, I, I want to make a decision to walk with you. I want to walk with you, Lord. I want to be faithful this year. I want to measure my life by walking with you faithfully. I want that to be the measuring tool. Walking with you faithfully. If you're here today and you want to make a decision to walk with God and to follow Jesus with all of your heart, I believe there's two groups. There's somebody here today who says, today, Ed, I need to commit my life to Jesus for the first time. I need to surrender my life to him. I need to repent of my sins and I need to walk and I want to walk with God. I believe there's those that are here that are in that place and then those that are renewing a commitment and saying, Lord, I want to renew my commitment to walk with you. That first group, would you pray with me and say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. Today, I want to walk with you. I choose to walk with you, to follow you, to surrender to you, to give everything to you. I repent and I turn away and I will live my life in contrast to the world. And for that second group, Lord, I recommit in 2021 to walk with you. I commit myself to be faithful and obedient and just walking with you day in, day out, seven days a week, walking with you. That is my heart, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Can we just put our hands together for the Lord here today? Come on, let's put our hands together. It is so good to be back with everybody. I look forward to seeing everybody that is joining us online. Um, Next weekend, we start a new series 
that has been on my heart for about three years, and I keep kind of nudging it out, and next week we start it. But it's a series called Apocalyptic Church, and we're gonna be looking at the seven letters of Revelation, and it's gonna be a powerful series. And so I want you to be here. Don't miss a week because we're faithfully walking with God. We're going to be faithful in our commitment to him. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Also, our prayer team is here. If you want special prayer, we're here to pray with you. We want to agree together with you. You can stand at a distance if you'd like to. If you feel comfortable, they're ready to pray with you. But if you need special prayer, uh, we want to invite you to come at this time or immediately following uh, the conclusion of our service. I want to pray a blessing over all of you. Would you just raise your hands? Lift your hands, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray a blessing over every single person here. I pray that you would bless them in every area of their life. I pray that you would strengthen them and empower them to walk out of here and to walk with you faithfully all year long. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, God bless you. Have a great weekend. We love you online. We'll see you next week. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like, subscribe, or share it with someone. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.